0: Welcome, to Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the third quarter 2021 Von Nelson Emerging Markets Opportunities recap call. In the third quarter of 2021, Von Nelson Emerging Markets Opportunities returned a negative 4.52% gross, a negative 4.84% net, and that is up against the MSCI Emerging Markets Fit Cap Index at negative 3.4% which brings the year-to-date total for the Vaughn-Nelson Emerging Markets Opportunities uh, Strategy to 11.51% growth, 10.44% net. Again, against the MSCI Emerging Markets Mid-Cap Index at 12.34%. And with me today is Senior Portfolio Manager Kevin Ross. And with that, Kevin, I will turn things over to you. Thank you very much, Dan.
1: It's a pleasure to be here speaking with everyone. The third quarter was a very eventful period for emerging markets, with all relevant benchmarks declining for the first time since early 2020. We saw extremely divergent performance at a country level, with notable underperformance coming from Brazil, which was off 19%, China and Hong Kong, which were down 13%, and South Korea down by 7%. On the positive side, India continues to be a strong relative performer and was up by 12%, supported by a stable political situation and an improving consumer sentiment and CapEx cycle on the private and government infrastructure side. In addition, some of the smaller countries in the EM benchmark, including South Africa, Russia, and several in Southeast Asia, generally started to demonstrate improved relative performance during the period. We have been discussing internally uh, since the beginning of the year at Vaughn-Nelson how our long-leading indicators for China, including for new bank loans and shadow banking, suggested a deceleration in growth for 2021, which is in line with overall GDP forecasts that we see from the IMF and World Bank. In addition, the government policy stance shifted from expansionary last year on the monetary and fiscal side to a more neutral stance this year, as the government wants to keep system-wide leverage and property prices under control. We saw several new developments during the quarter that are worth highlighting. The government is increasing their efforts to reduce income inequality through programs they refer to as common prosperity. This marks a shift away from decades old pursuit of economic growth at all costs, and increases their focus and efforts to broaden income distribution and create greater balance in the economy. We have started to see initial responses uh, from these policies with several very large profitable tech companies announcing sizable charitable contributions during the last few months. Some policy changes we believe will be discussed over the quarters ahead include wealth taxes on capital gains and inheritance, and property taxes on holding property investments. A second situation in China that we are monitoring closely is with large property developer Evergrande. The developer is the largest in the country with over $300 billion in outstanding liabilities, and they have contracted over $7.3 billion square feet of land and are currently developing $1.4 billion. Real estate accounts for an estimated 29% of GDP for the country, and we, we believe the increase in offshore funding costs for the developers across the sector will cause a short-term slowdown in construction activities during the second half of this year. A second developer called Fantasia Holdings is reported to be delinquent on recent coupon payments in a sign that the sheet challenges are not isolated to simply Evergrande. As a result of these growth headwinds that we see in China, we reduced the portfolio's position in Hong Kong, China from a moderate overweight position at the beginning of, a qu- of the quarter to an underweight position by the end of the quarter. We are waiting to see a more material policy loosening stance from the government, as well as the bottoming of the credit cycle, which we could could potentially see uh, during the first half of 2022. Another country we reduced our exposure to during the quarter was Brazil. We took profits in some of our companies in the materials sector and sold out of an industrial company that makes parts for commercial vehicles. We know that uh, President Bolsonaro's popularity rating remains very low, and the recent scandal related to the purchase of COVID vaccines has caused an uptick in protests and unrest across the country ahead of an election which is taking place next year. Inflation is running at above 8% due to the weak FX and the rise in food, fuel, and electricity tariff prices, which has caused the central bank to raise interest rates by 325 basis points, with more tightening ahead. The outlook is improved for inflation next year, which is expected to come back down to the 4 to 5% range, but still be outside of the central bank's targeted range. With heightened volatility expected as campaigning for the election begins, we expect the portfolio to retain an underweight position heading, heading into next year. As a result of our buys, sells, and, and market activity, you saw our weightings in India, South Africa, Russia, and Saudi Arabia increase during the period. Uh, conversely, our weightings in Hong Kong, Brazil, Turkey, and South Korea decreased during the period. Looking at the sectors specifically, our weightings in IT, communication services, discretionary and staples increased during the period while we reduced our weightings in materials, real estate and energy. In terms of our best performing countries, uh, we mentioned India as the top performer, followed by China where we have an underweight position and Taiwan. The portfolio lagged the benchmark in Hong Kong, South Korea, Poland and Mexico. Overall, uh, you saw us add eight companies, uh, new companies to the to the strategy, and fully exited 13, 13 during the quarter, which was a busier quarter on the selling side uh, than we typically have. Uh, this is driven by the divergence in economic trends that we are seeing in several countries that we've discussed so far. Most of the new names in the portfolio being added are category A companies. Are undervalued earnings growth names, which have structural growth tailwinds or specific catalysts that can help them ride through the current economic uncertainty. Economic growth continues to be hindered by supply chain disruptions, low inventories, and rising commodity prices. As we head into 2022, markets should get a better understanding of what the new post-COVID normal looks like and to what extent the inflation will be transitory or something that will stick with us into next year. There is some solace in the fact that the inflationary cycle, based on our internal indicators and looking at third-party data, appears to now be in a downturn, uh, but there is no guarantee uh, that this downturn will bring inflation to as low as it was over the last decade. Uh, Globally, we see uh, significant geopolitical, demographic, and industry shifts that are underway uh, that will uh, materially change supply chains, uh, trade flows and currency flows over the coming years ahead. We remain towards the top end of our targeted number of names, uh, which, as you know, is between 60 and 80, given the attractive opportunity set and compelling valuations that we see in many of our companies. On average, our valuation model suggests the three-year upside uh, of the portfolio sizably exceeds our underrating target of 50%. This is geographically spread across nearly all of our markets, with the exception of India, which has performed the best year to date, and even considering its outperformance, our models are still showing considerable upside for our India holdings. Uh, Overall, we remain excited for the prospects uh, during the fourth quarter and heading into 2022, and we believe that our portfolio is well-positioned to ride the volatility that we see ahead. Uh, That's all for me, Dan. I'll turn it back to you.
0: Kevin, excellent recap of the quarter. I really appreciate the insights that take place out there in the emerging markets world. So uh, thank you very much. Good luck as we head into the fourth quarter. And we look forward to speaking with you again at the end of the year.
2: The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Vaughn Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.